Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. This is the day after the Bluegrass Wrestling Con there in uh, Lower Ashland, Kentucky. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer. Joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent and uh, one of, uh, let me see here, one of Bobby Fulton's apparently favorite wrestlers, Bobby Blaze. Hey, man. Professor, it was good hearing from you and talking to you and all the hard work you put in yesterday. I am about talked out, and I'm sure you are too, man, because of all the excitement that went down yesterday at the Bluegrass Wrestling Con. And like you said, it was in Lower Ashland, right down where I grew up at, man, um, right downtown. Um, uh, we'll get into some of the guests. I heard one of them describing his trip there. I don't know what the question was, but uh, but it was a pretty good answer, I thought, to, to what was, what took place. But, uh, uh, yeah, man, um, I, I can tell you on the air now, I don't know um, – it, it was kept a secret for like a half a day. It only lasted about a half a day. But um, as you know, uh, and I'll get to all the thank yous and this and that in just a minute, because uh, we are going to just do a, a recap of how awesome it was to, to be a part of this uh, uh, Bluegrass Wrestling Con. But, you know, Stan Hansen had to cancel for unforeseen uh, reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, by that evening... They had spoken to Arn Anderson. <laughs> so um, I was leaving the camp, and uh, uh, someone let it be known, like, hey, we're, we're talking Arn, and we think we've got him. And I was like, oh, man, that would be great. You know, I popped big time. Yeah. And they were in – several of the guys that were there yesterday were actually in, I think, uh, Kingsport or Bristol last uh, week for an uh, event down there. And I had several messages from several people, Arn being one of them, uh, said, tell Bobby Blaze, I definitely said hello uh, through a mutual friend. And anyway, uh, by the next morning, they was like, uh, man, uh, Arn has a house show at AE, and he, he can't do it. And I was like, oh, you know, so we come close, man, to to getting double A up oh, here in, in, in Ashland, you know. Um, and I couldn't say anything about it because we, we you know, I'd, uh, who was it going to run and tell? I only knew the two guys that was, you know, doing negotiating, and they they was kind enough to let me know that, hey, man, we might be getting Arn. I like oh yes you know but of course we was disappointed that we couldn't get Stan or Arn but uh, both those guys maybe in the future come back because uh, uh, when I mention those two guys I got to give props to uh, doing an excellent job uh, you heard a lot of the fun in the background when you was recording yesterday mm-hmm. um, Earl and Joe man Earl from the um, Time Warp they put a lot of time and effort into this thing they've been planning it for a couple of years um, and due to COVID of course it got pushed back um, and then Joe Pace from FTC Wrestling. And um, I'll say this, man, it it was pretty packed, Professor. It's pretty packed, man. Uh, a lot of like stars, it. a lot of fans. Yeah, it sounded yeah. like a pretty a pretty good house there. Um, you know, I, I used to do quite a quite a few conventions, so I, I think I can kind of gauge by noise where you know what what's going on. Yeah. Um now let's see. So it, uh we did get a chance to talk to a handful of people. Which yep. is fun. Um, I do kind of want to bring up. You, you had just a couple regular, just a couple of kids who wanted to be wrestlers come up. How did you meet them, and kind of what was going on? 
Well, we I could have picked any number of guests probably that, that may have wanted to do a podcast or, or whatever, but you and I, as it was going, I would I would cut away for a while, and you left the mic, you know, just kind of, he was on standby as I was, who we could try to get to put him in, and uh, I can't remember who, honestly, I just finished up with, but these two guys were at my table getting ready to buy um, a picture. Uh, uh, the eight by tens, and um, I just when I spun around to from the seat I was in to to my gimmick table, I still had the headsets on, and um, I invited them over. You know, I just kind of went at it cold and didn't always get into the uh, the one guy, uh, the older of the two, or looked to be the older of the two, real nice young guys. Um, he's like, I, 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 he would love to, and we end up getting uh, what's his name, young boy named Levi. Yeah, and um, you spoke to him, and um, I think the plan is if we discussed off here, we're going to recap it all this week, and next week you'll be um, bringing up some of those interviews we got to do. But yeah, that's and then he actually when they left, they bought the picture, and uh, they went directly over to the FTC table, and they both had a pack in their hands. So maybe we gain two listeners, and also maybe a, a one potential student at the school. You know, just when I spoke to you know, yeah, but. Uh, I saw him speaking to the school. Rather, I just I gave him direction to where he was at. The FTC school um, had a uh, several people representing him there. Um, as you got to speak to a couple of the uh, uh, people from there, um, and Earl, of course, had a big time warp table set up. I mean, they had a huge dis- several displays for that. Uh, there was every vendor's table was taken, and I was directly across from two of my favorite people, man, and one of the best companies out there, and that's Collar X Elbow. And uh, we got to speak to Rod Hicks, the man there, and also Lemon Juice McGee. And I know you spoke to both of them. Yes, I did. Uh, uh, Rod Hicks was a little little put out that you know you waited <laughs> so long to get him on. I know, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I did ask him early on, and and Rod is a uh, Rod's a hell of a character, man. He's good. To, he's he's one of the good people out there. Um, he's one of the good brothers, you know, mm-hmm. and. Uh, he just he he knew how to time it just right, and he worked it in. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better person to, you know. He knew what was up. He wasn't going to come on to the time was right. Right. Um, I'll just say it, he's professional, you know. And uh, uh, that collar X elbow, you know, collar and elbow, just um, uh, good people. Like I said, I got me a a new shirt, uh, and actually uh, we may have some new uh, merchandise through them. They printed all my uh, blaze the retro throwback shirt. Shirts. Uh, that's who I got those from. I had uh, for sale yesterday, and actually, I've got a shirt. Uh, and you might be getting something you don't know yet, Professor. But I've got a shirt that says um, uh, "Life's a Work." Okay, and uh, I'm pretty sure I put you one back uh, just uh, to let you know. Um, but I had those, and I got the, my original one uh, several years ago. Uh, see, Collar and Elbow took me to, well, you know, sponsored me to at the Wrestlecade. Uh, well, sorry, first Lexicon, and then hooked me up when I got the Wrestlecade with all my photos and T-shirts and all that on a handshake deal. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, not to get ahead of myself, I bought uh, several of these shirts, Life's of Work, and to show what kind of people that uh, the Collar and Elbow are, uh, I had mine on under my shirt especially for them i was going to pop them at some point in that show i didn't know you know directly where they're going to be at with me but anyway uh 
Rod said, man, we didn't even bring you them shirts, Bob, because we knew you was going to be selling them at this thing. That's the kind of guys they are, yeah, you know? Right and normally they sell those at their events. But um, I ended up selling a couple of them, and I put a couple back. Uh, so uh, I got to make sure I put you. You're, you're an XL, right? Yes, sir. Okay, I'm pretty sure I put yours back. Uh, with that said, I want to say this. I did give away one uh, in good brother kindness. we got to give this guy uh, props, Jeremy, for helping us with the uh, uh, gimmick yesterday, and that was Brock's Boulder. Uh, he was kind enough to bring his computer and headset and get set up and, and log in so we could record, and we basically recorded off his the entire day because, um, well, you know, you, you, you're you a computer guy. We were too close together. It was too much static. It was too much back feed. The mics that I had, and he had a professional podcast mic, but not for an open room mic like that. Right. So, uh, Brock's, thanks again. You're a good champion. Uh, tell you this, pal, you better... Uh, Start defending that title. Uh, there's people out there wanting you, man. Um, so get your butt in the ring. And But he does get in the ring and train. I'll give him that. He better be ready for the next opponent, though. Yeah. And I don't know when that's going to come. But, uh, yeah, he, he needs to defend that title because I know some people getting hot this that he's not defended well, it yet you know, recently. I, I, uh, I go out of my way to try to cause as much heat between whoever I talk to in that market and Jock, uh, Jock Samson. Yeah. <clears throat> So you know, I was I was trying to put a, a burr under his saddle about him yesterday. Yeah, 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 good, good. Well, I figure you know, if nothing else, maybe somebody will kick Jock's ass, or Jock yeah. will get another belt to add to his collection. Win win. Well, there you go. Yeah. And uh, Brock's first opponent was against Jock Sampson. Yeah. So um, uh, you know, the last two training sessions, I'll say this. Brock's has closed out our Thursday training. Uh, we do a little segment like we have a, a show within the training, you know, and I'll put them down. Okay, this is how much time you have, and this what you know, let's do this. And the last two times uh, I've given Brock on this um, – We'll call it a dark match show at the at the gym, you know. Sure. And um, he'll 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 have a match, and he'll get up, and he gets on the mic, and he closed out the show by saying, "Hey, now it's time to call out Jock Sampson because I want that FCT title that you wrongfully took, and I have the LG title that I rightfully won, and uh, we may see that happening. We really might." So I don't know when, um, you know, but yeah, I'd like to see that happen, and I'm glad you kind of probed him there because uh, I think I mentioned it, uh, which will come out next next week. I think I, I said it when Casey King walked away. Uh, Casey, thank you for coming on to the podcast. I know you got to speak to him. I probed him a little bit or prodded him a little bit about Jock Sampson as well because Jock's got a rebuttal for Casey King, I think, coming. And um, uh, we about had Jock on a program a couple weeks back, and again, something came up, um, family issues. Uh and I hope all that's taken care of. It wasn't any, you know, nothing to discuss on here, but he couldn't do it and said he would soon. And um, we're going to get him, get him on here soon. He can, he can, he can talk all he wants about Casey, uh, uh, Brock's, and I got a good feeling. Professor, he might be talking. He he'll say something to me, but I got a good feeling he's gonna have a lot to say to you. Yeah, you um, know, I might have probed him a little bit about that too. So, yeah, well, you know, he and I, he and I have always been a little rocky. We we started off rough and got worse from there. So, you know, yeah, 
That's yeah. what, uh, whatever. I mean, I don't know what he's got to, you know, prove he's such a big, tough guy by picking on an old man with a bad heart. But OK, whatever. <laughs> Damn. Oh, man. Anything else you remember about yesterday you want me to bring up? Because I got oh. some other people we can, you know, give shout outs to. Let's see here. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about, um, you know, what was all going on there? Did you get to, I mean, obviously we didn't get to interview like some of the guys that have contracts with bigger places. Yes. That's just, that's just yes. a liability they can't yeah. do. But who, who yeah. did you see yesterday that you did get to talk to that, you know, we didn't get to talk to? Okay. Well, so we, what, where I was at, I was right near the entrance um, and uh, had a really, you know, good setup there with FTC and the whole deal. And, and time warp, of course. And I appreciate that once again. Uh, I thank my brother. He come down, helped me set up, and uh, start the morning off right and meet a few people, you know. And um, uh, Judy Ray Hendricks also was assigned to uh, some of the students at the school and some of the younger and upcoming wrestlers. All had people assigned, to, you know, to help each other out. They were to help the, the whole group out. And then when they went during that, they were, you know, to help individual tables and things and um uh like i said i got uh judy ray helped me out quite a bit and i appreciate that with that said i didn't get to speak to him but i got to see him um uh, uh our boy troy one of our students he um he got to be of coco beware and coco was on the far side of the room uh he came in and he went right to his table of course i'm sure he was very professional and i heard uh that he had already sold six pre-sale packages uh you know before he even you know before he even opened the doors which was good uh, uh joe had told me that because i know my brother wanted to meet him you know yeah so uh he kind of laughed and said really and i go yeah it's one of his favorites growing up you know memphis territory um and uh anyway so coco uh I didn't get to, you know, I spoke to them on the way out. Uh, they were leaving like a, uh, some of the guys had to fly out of Cincinnati that had come in. Uh, people had picked them up, and then they had a, a, a special van taking them all back uh, together because they could, you know, stagger, instead of staggering out, they kind of, when they flew in staggerly, I guess, they all had flights leaving yesterday evening, so it was easier to get them back to Cincinnati to fly back home, you know. Yeah. Um, so... With that said, uh, let me think. Um, Godfather, Brock got to hang out with him. And they, Brock, Godfather had come up here to a show, uh, the one FTC show that I didn't get to go to. Uh, I guess it was maybe right before COVID. And um, um, he'd done some things. Actually, I think he'd done something with Jock and Brock, to be honest with you. But again, I wasn't there. I'm just trying to go off memory. Anyway, I got to speak to the Godfather several times. Uh, but then at the end of the show, uh, as we're wrapping up, uh, he and I ended up in a restroom together. And um, that's where we've done most of our talking. But it was just, you know, you, you said, don't talk to people in bathrooms and airports, you know. And uh, I said, man, don't worry. I'm not going to try to come over and shake your hand or anything. I said, I hope you did good today. And uh, he moved some stuff off the counter. He was getting ready to drive or actually get in a van to go back to Cincinnati as he fly, had a flight back to Vegas. But we spoke briefly, very, you know, courteous, very professional and uh, very nice gentleman, man. Very nice. And I just, you know, washed my hands and dried my hands and, you know, went about my business then of course when he come out like i said where i was where i was at at that front end location you know he, he gave me the office again like you know it's all good you know so um that was that was pretty cool um lex luger was there um lex you know he he uh i don't know if i say it next week on here or not we didn't get the interview lex but lex lex got in um 
Uh, Sleazy E, who you got to speak to, um, he has a uh, the uh, uh, handicap accessible van, if you will. Mm-hmm. So he went to Cincinnati to pick him up, and I'm not sure uh, what the flight situation was. It was some kind of delay, and so he got there a little bit late. Uh, and he was so he went right to his area, and again he was at the far end of the building. And um, this building, Jeremy, um, it, it is downtown Ashland, and we were up, you know, on the uh, sixth floor of this thing, man, uh, to do this wrestling con. And it used to be a big, big department store back in the day. Uh, it's it's the museum um, center now. There's a basement in the first floor. A mezzanine and the second floor are all actually a historical um, museum about this, you know, state of, city of Ashland, state of Kentucky, uh, all the pictures of floods and the, the country music highway and, uh, you know, just all these different, you know, it's, it's a museum, legitimate museum. Um, what's funny is I was talking to my best friend last night afterwards, uh, the, uh, uh, fifth floor was toys. 11, 12 years old. And um, they used to have an elevator. My brother brought this up. The two elevators, they were the old kind that they had. An, we, we were, I'm so old, Jeremy. They had a lady that would, you know, two elevators with two ladies. And you got one and she'd go going up going down and they shut the old the old gate in front of the door you know the old skeleton thing you know is that old and uh, this little lady would sit there and she'd see them you know because in the summer uh hell us kids we'd run there ride up and down the elevators until we got thrown out you know oh, they sure. get tired of it you know but you could ride the elevator to the fifth floor as a kid you know uh 9 10 11 years old and uh you know 12 maybe and they said going up and we go to fifth floor and there was toys every fucking where like you know but anyway the sixth floor though where we was at my buddy and i he had this great recall last night and he said um he goes what that look like up there uh and i said man i said it's all cleared out it was all you know it was nice and you know it's a really nice area it's, it's, it's part of their their center now you know they use it for this type of thing and big big huge room with these big uh columns in it and this and that uh he goes because uh Tell me if I'm wrong, but didn't we as kids sneak up there one day when they wasn't paying attention to the elevators and we got off? And I said, yes, we did. And he goes, you remember what it was? I go, yeah, a big-ass storage area that looked spooky as fuck out of a movie. <laughs> and we was about, I'd say we were, I was probably 10 or 11. My buddy was like 12 or 13. And we would got up there, and it was like out of the Twilight Zone, man. We got up there in this big storage fucking area with like no lights on but lights from the windows. And we goofed for a little bit until, you know, of course we got caught. <laughs> oh, yeah. But but it, it, it's a really nice now, you know. Um, and uh, they had... A shit ton, I think 25 or 30 tables with vendors down there, man. Uh, who else came in? Oh, I'll tell you what, man. Um, ODB was there. She was there. I saw several people carrying her barbecue sauce, her meat sauce around. <laughs> it was a whiskey-based. I can't wait to ask uh, a couple people how it was. Uh, I personally didn't get any, but she was a super sweet, nice lady. Um, and she stayed busy um, the entire time. Uh, but she was there. Uh, Gail Kim and Angelina Love were both there. Um, I got to say hello to them. Uh, uh, Gail was with the table of ODB, and uh, again, they were both very, very nice. But they were they were 
about three quarters of the way down uh so i couldn't get down there to him you know i just did a walk through actually when i was doing i was returning a gentleman that left his picture on my table uh from another person and um i was looking for him because he took my picture but he left rhino's picture um i spoke to rhino for about a half a second that was about it um I hadn't seen him forever. Uh, we met many years ago on a JT Lightning show up at Cleveland All Pro Wrestling, but um, you know, I don't know. Uh, Rhino just, uh, you know, he was he was there doing his thing. Uh, the, he was, you know, didn't get to talk, didn't ask about, you know, said hi, how are you? That's about it, you know. Let's see. Uh, who else do we mention there? Um, well, yeah, you want to you want to you want to talk about the big no, one? No, 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 okay. no. We're yeah. gonna hold on to a couple. You, okay. you kind of snuck one out there already. Um, let me think. I'm trying to um, black uh, Malachi. What, what Malachi Black was there? Uh, everyone he was said he was super nice. Uh, I didn't get to speak to him. Um, I know the two young boys. Um, uh, shoot. Uh, Caleb and Hunter uh, hung out with him, and apparently he was showing them uh, some videos and wrestling from over in Europe. And um, they all said he was a very nice guy. I, I saw him go by one time to the restroom, and I honestly didn't even see him come back out. So, you know, it's one of the things I probably turned around and, you know, was selling something or talking to someone else, you know. Yeah. So, I, and he, he was to my right, and it was actually a column. I couldn't. You know, sometimes you'll hear me on the, on the recording when he was doing it. We was like, I see this person. I'm trying to get her over here, get him over here. But now they're behind a column. They can't see me, you know. Yeah. So because uh, they had these big, they're probably, I don't know, three and a half foot columns by three and a half, you know, big squared off, you know, columns that hold the building up, you know, sure. old old structure. But yeah, um, so sometimes people was out of that uh, peripheral. Um, let me think that I, before we get to them uh, for a couple other ones, um no one was very rude about anything. I'll say that. Uh, Jimmy Hart, uh, so just kind of let you know, uh, we, we didn't get to interview Jimmy, but Jimmy is the most energetic and kind-hearted and one of the most beautiful people you ever meet. I mean, he is just a beautiful person. And uh, when we got there, we started speaking. You know, it's good to see him. I knew he'd come in the night before, uh, man. And he was he was like one of the first ones through the door in there, you know, setting up his gimmicks and just just a super kind guy. And I said, Jimmy, just kind of want to throw us out there. Um, is it possible, you know, if you got free, free, free time, could you, you know, do an interview or come to the on the podcast? And he said he could not um, due to the, you know, uh, being under contract with uh, WWE, um, you, they have to be very careful of anything they do that's not WWE related uh, media wise. And he said, I just can't. And he said, otherwise, I'd love to. And I said, thank you, because it was and it was no problem whatsoever. Let me tell you that right now. No problem. So anyway, as the, the show goes on, because uh, we'd have loved to got Jimmy on here. Oh, yeah. Um, and here, but here, and here's what happened. As the show winds down, he went out of his way, uh, come down to my table. We're, we're kind of just, he's got his stuff packed up, and he comes over. And I, I again, they took um, several people back in a van towards Cincinnati. And uh, he said, hey, Bobby, baby, he said, I just want to tell you, man. And he, he had my book. He said, I love this. I love this title of your books. He goes, I just want to tell you, if I could have, 
and I can't do a good Jimmy Hart. He said, but you know, I would have loved to come on your podcast and I put over your books. I'd put you over. Um, you know, I would have done anything for you. He said, but I just, I, and I said, Jimmy, it's no good. It's all good, man. You know, don't, you know, no, don't worry about a pod. I understand, you know, and, but he was so cool about it to make it, you know, that other effort, like just letting you know, man, uh, I'd have loved to have done it to help you out, you know? Uh, and he's just one of them good people too, that you, that you meet, um, in life. And then you see them and little things like this, and they still are, man, just so full of energy and loves the business so much still, you know, um, pretty, pretty damn awesome. Uh, but yeah, we didn't get to get Jimmy on her, but man, he was, he was probably, I don't know for what I could say. He was again uh, to my left, a little bit out of my peripheral, but I knew the area he was in. He looked like he stayed more busy than about anyone, for what I could tell. Well, um, now I did. <laughs> I can't remember which of the guys. I think it was Earl. I was talking. Whoever picked him up, I was like, "Did you ever see Jimmy Hart sit down?" And they said, "Just in the truck." That was yeah. The only, that was the only time he ever well, sat down. <clears throat> I went down Friday when Earl and uh, Joe were there, just. Uh, trying to set the tables up, look at the arrangement, get the layout and idea, you know. And uh, Earl had already been to Cincinnati that morning to pick um, uh, Jimmy Hart up. And he said, uh, it was like 7 o'clock maybe. I don't know how early it was uh, because it's around lunchtime I stopped by there. And he had already driven him or went all the way down to Cincinnati, picked him up, uh, driven him back here, and had to get him a room in Charleston another an hour another direction. But when, when his answer was in the truck, well, apparently as soon as Jimmy Hart got in the truck, he started singing to, 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 <laughs> at 7 o'clock in the morning, started singing all the way from uh, Cincinnati to Charleston, West Virginia. And, uh, you know, so uh, that's just kind of energy he has, man, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but again, we I did try to get him on here, as you know, and um, uh, there was no heat or anything like that. No one was upset. No, well, uh, look, the, you know, the WWE has like a social media policy. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, they, they even let some people go over not shutting down their only fan or not their only fans, but like their, uh, uh, cameo, uh, what is yeah. it, the, whatever it's called, you know, uh, but, they, yeah, a couple things they shut down. Yeah. They, they told people like, basically, you can have your professional Twitter profile, but nothing else. And, you know, yeah. obviously we run that. So but, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I get it. Um, you know, I think it sucks for creative people to get stuck behind a gag, but I get it. I understand it. You know, you're sure. You know, sure. You know, I think you even said it like, you know, you go on, you do a show and then it turns out that guy's been raping kids for 30 years or something. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How you, yeah. How do you get out from under that shit? And that, that's, uh, that's that's pretty much what Hart said. It said, you know, you. He said, Bobby is, you know, you're out here trying to do something good, but for you trying to do it, there's uh, other people that screw it up for everyone else, you know. Yep. And um, I start. Sorry, headphone. Head, my headphones were adjusting there. Uh, yeah, but he was super cool about it and everything. Uh, I mentioned Judy Ray. Uh, we had uh, show pony Risa Ramon on from the school. I wanted to get her a little bit of airtime and interview experience, um, and I thought she'd done a good job for what I could hear on my end. Um, let's see. And she was – all these all these people were, you know, big helps at the uh, uh, camp. You know, uh, the, the, the students, rather, were big help at the uh, Bluegrass Wrestling Con. Uh, we got Casey King on, and um, we got uh, Chance Prophet on. And then we had lemon head juice, uh, lemon juice, <laughs> lemon, <laughs> lemon, I always call him lemon head on lemon juice McGee. Um, 
I don't know if you see all, saw those pictures. I did post some uh, to the at Bell to Bell Bobby Blaze. He had that crazy ass suit on there. Actually, someone uh, tweeted out this morning. Uh, uh, Jay Downs Photography, I think, sent a picture of me and Jimmy Hart and me with Rod Hicks and uh, and Lemon Juice from collar elbow and someone said is that ziggy dice <laughs> because of the suit yeah. uh anyway it could have been um if, if you just went by dress style uh so with that said i don't want to you know again don't want to leave anyone off here we gave we gave as many people as we could um and again you'll get to hear directly from earl and from joe uh you know you were kind enough him and they were wrapping things up and they were kind enough to speak to us because they had a lot of pressure you know on them to to you know finish up and close this thing out but but uh you know i definitely we we wanted to get them on to tell them how much we thanked them and appreciate them doing this and and uh what a professional job they had done and so they get to speak with that said um our first big one to come on for me and i love this guy and uh uh, man, we got to, uh, I got to see Bobby Fulton and I, I, I only saw a picture of him this summer when he came through to, um, he was having dinner with one of the promoters and in, in West Virginia with his son, but he, he didn't actually come to Ashland. He was meeting his son in West Virginia. And so it's nice to see a picture of him and always nice to say hello to him. Uh, he had a birthday in October. And I think that's the last time I texted him because his birthday is one day after my son's, um, uh, so I always remember it for some reason. And uh, and like I said, probably because I love the guy, too. He's a great guy. And uh, that's Bobby Fulton, man. And he, he um, you're going to hear it. Uh, Jeremy is going to try to uh, use his professor skills here and, and clean it up as much as he can. But as you know, uh, or a lot of you may not know, Bobby Fulton is, uh, has been uh, fighting throat cancer for the last couple of years. And... Uh, I got a feeling one can beat it. I think it's him. He looked good. Um, he was moving around good. Uh, you know, he was happy to be there. And um, a lot of people were happy to see him, man. Um, and I asked him, and I, I knew I was taking a chance. But I said, Bobby, if you'd just like to come on and say a few words. Um, you know, I told him. And he knows what kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, we've got an old school podcast and if you could just let your voice be heard out there, I think it means so much to our fans. And uh, I'm going to let you tell what happened from there, Professor, because I gave the headphone set, and you kind of tell the people, when I said, clean it up what you're talking about here. Because Bobby don't use curse words. No, <laughs> This no, Bobby no. does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Bobby does. No, you know what? Bobby, no. Bobby just, he, I, you know, I didn't say, I don't think I said two words to him. I, he just, okay. he, he just, um, kind of got on put you over and uh he was he was good with that you know um, yeah and yeah you know his voice is a little soft um you know like it, like it sounds a little soft palated so it's hard to pick out amongst the crowd noise i'm gonna try to get rid of as much of the crowd noise as i can okay um but whatever i end up with it's going in the show because it's so bobby fulton uh, Thank you. It might be hard to hear, but you know, fuck it. It's it's still going in. You know. Okay. Good. Good. And that's why I meant by cleaning it up. You know, cloud noise, whatever it was. You know. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, but he 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 he. I could hear him speaking pretty good where I was at, but I was, I was right there beside him. You know, uh, listening to him and and uh, engaging in the comp. Just you know, just kind of. Uh, 
my table where I was at, we we were we were a few people gathered around, uh, listening, wanted to hear what he had to say. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, uh, I think Casey and Brox and and Judy Ray and my brother and uh, maybe even Rod, one of them, you know, slid over there and you know, kind of. Um, we we wanted to hear what Bobby had to say, and it wasn't just because he put me over. And I appreciate that. I just wanted our fans to to you know know he's alive and kicking, and um, he's fighting, man. And uh, that that was really good to see him. And he didn't have to do that, um, but he did. Uh, with that said, I know I've probably left off uh, some of the stars. I don't have the paper in front of me. I've got a bunch of pictures and stuff in front of me. Um, you know, I'm going to throw this out there real quickly. Follow me on Twitter at BobbyBlaze744. You'll see a lot of pictures where the fans <laughs> tagged me in and some that I did myself on my social media for my table. Um, follow Jeremy at the Geekish Cast, but I also tagged in the bell to bell blaze on the Twitter and um, Jeremy professor running that account. And he can put those all up. Um, he's free to do so there and over on the Facebook page uh, on the bell to bell. And also uh, if we get around to it, folks <laughs> at the bell to bell blaze.com website, we do have some blaze bunch pictures. Um, I, I, I got the, you know, my group, uh, my brother, sleazy E, uh, Judy Ray, you know, that's my group, man. Uh, Casey King, you know, so, uh, anyway, we'll get some pictures of them up. But with that said, um, what happened earlier was this Magnum Magnum was there, man. Magnum TA, the man, Man, let me tell you, I didn't have any, there was, it, this was, this is how things work. I'm getting chills telling you about it. This is how things work. I was standing there at my table and no one was in front of me. And I don't even think, uh, uh, the people that helped me, they had kind of went out and was doing some things, you know, and talking to other people or helping other people. And I was just standing there and Joe comes by and he said, Bobby, no one's up there at Magnum's table. Now it'd be a good time to, to speak to him. And, um, he was at the far end and, um, I knew he had that line because again, I could see some of these people, uh, I knew about where their table were at and stuff. And so I just kind of walked up through the crowd and I'm glad there was a really good crowd. Uh, you know, it was supposed to be from 12 to six, but from 12 to three, it was a constant, constant crowd. And, uh, around three o'clock or so, we got a few more people in, but a lot of the earlier birds, you know, had kind of left. And so we kind of had a little changeover for just a little moment of time there. But in my story, I got up there and there's Magnum. Now I had met Magnum at uh, in Smoky Mountain at the uh, Carolina's Memories Tour when I wrestled Dan Severn. And that night they honored uh, several Carolina legends. Um, Rip Park was there, uh, uh, Sandy Scott, and of course Magnum. And I'm leaving off a couple others, I'm sure. But they honored Magnum that night as well. That's the first time I ever met him. And I set my gimmick table up and he came up to me. And, um, you know, uh, he, I honestly, I, I want to say, I said, Bobby Blaze is nice to meet you, but he come up to, the way I remember, he come up to me, he goes, Hey, Bobby, I've heard a lot of good things about you, uh, before I could even, and that was just, I, I again, I may have said, Hey, I'm, you know, Bobby Blaze, but I think he just come right, put his hand out and said, you know, um, Hey, Bobby, I've heard a lot of good things about you. So either way it went, we met and man, I just was sitting there, standing there didn't put my gimmicks out. I just was like, 
spoke to him, you know, and I was like, man, this is, this was, this is awesome. And plus I knew I had to wrestle Dan Severn that night. That was on my mind, you know, and it's, but so yesterday I went up to him and I spoke to him and I kind of, I said, you know, I met you and when I was at Smoky Mountain, I said at the uh, Carolina's Memories Tour, he goes, yeah, I remember you. Um, I said, with Grady Cole Center. He said, yeah. And so we, we spoke, had a really nice little three to five minute conversation. And, um, uh, I said, Magnum, I just, if you get a chance, I've got this podcast and you're one of the most over names that we talk about on a podcast. I said, man, you're on our, one of our top tens all the time. Uh, you and Tully. And I said, man, that's the age we deal with that. The, the, uh, I said, my, my, my co-host and partner will, will be madly crazy. If, if I can get you on a podcast, I can't emphasize enough that we're right down your alley on, um, on, on your era of wrestling. And, um, he's, well, Bobby, I, I'd like to get, I'd like to give it a try, but I, I don't know. And I said, well, let me put it this way. I said, I'm right down by the bathroom. And, uh, you, you have to, if, when you come down that way, if you just take a moment, I'd love to just have you on. And, um, he said, I, I'll, I'll try. So at that three o'clock hour, Jeremy, people started going to the bathroom. You know, the, the talent did. They'd been sitting there since noon. Yeah. And, you know, where I said there was that change of people coming, you know, coming in. Magnum came by. And I just happened. Now, my table was caddy corner to where, the, where we was doing the podcast from. I had, I had like a little squared off area. So the 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 actual table was sitting uh right at the entrance of now when i say outside the bathroom there's a long hallway that you went down so i wasn't like outside the bathroom door you know you understand what i'm saying mm. i was at the entrance that you go into the female and male bathrooms further down the hall further into the building magnum comes by on his gimmick you know he's he's got one of those motorized things and uh he gives me the nod and I'm like, oh, I hope that means what I think it did. I hope that means what I think it did. And so, you know, a few minutes flashes by, and uh, I made myself stand by the computer, not more over there toward my gimmick table, you know. And, um, man, he come out of there, and there you were on the other end. I, I had you on I had you on speed dial on my, my um, uh, instant message. I'm like, Professor, here's, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so. And I couldn't even get Magnum out. I, I spelled someone else's name. I like and I sent a text and uh, I sent it to someone and I can't remember who someone got someone else's text. They're like, that text went to me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was trying to hit you up because I was so excited. But duty come around that bathroom uh, entranceway and uh, uh, I stood up. He said, what I need to do? I said, here, I handed basically the head. I gave him the introduction. I don't even know what the hell. I mean, I know about what I said, but uh, I, well, I gave that headphone sets. And I'll tell you this, Professor. The whole time you were speaking to him, and I don't even know what kind of question you were asking him. I do know this, though. He was looking me in the eye, and he was giving me the answer like I was doing an interview like I was right there with you. And as we found out, we couldn't use both sets of headphones. So I don't know what the questions were. I can only hear him speaking to you. So lead us through what happened when, when I said Magnum's coming on. And did you pop? <laughs> oh, of, co of course I did. Of course I did. I think I, think I love what you said after it, afterward, you know. So <laughs> I think, we'll um, get to that in a minute. Yeah, I think we were already on when you said that Matt okay. was coming. Um, okay. Because I was just well, looking through the names okay. of the files. Because I think 
There's like a couple that I just named Bobby one, Bobby two, Bobby three. And it's in one of those that's in there. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, you put Magnum on and uh, dude was super professional. Um, you know, he didn't, didn't act like we were bothering him. Didn't, you know, he just, Hey, you know, here's what's going on. Uh, what I found interesting is that he and Greg Gagne are working on a project. Mm-hmm. Where they are going back and uh, getting permission from the families of guys who were wrestlers. It sounded like 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. That's what I gathered from yeah. what I heard. And then doing merchandising with those guys. Um, so, you know, like Gorgeous George and guys like that. Now, I, of course, asked about Ray Stevens. And he said that he wasn't sure that they could find anybody who represented his estate. Uh, so, Bobby, if you want to score some points, hit, hit up Rock Rims and see if he knows who it is. Because um, he said if we figured it out, to let him know. Because he'd love to do. I was first off. I always. I'm not sure who outside of California knows Ray Stevens. I know he wrestled other places. I know he's a big star, but still, I don't know how regional that is. You know. But you know, yeah, yeah. Magnum knew who he was. Uh, asked Magnum who inspired him as a wrestler, and I got a surprising answer. Apparently, who was that? Reggie Parks used to wrestle under a mask in uh, Mid Atlantic. I heard him say Reggie Parks' name again. I'm listening, yeah. but but by the same token, uh, he's talking to you, and I I there's times I can't hear him yeah. either on on so my end. Reggie Parks, uh, I can't remember I can't remember his uh, the name he wrestled under under a hood. Yeah, but um, he said that was his his inspiration as a wrestler. Wow, so I thought that cool. was pretty interesting. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I don't want to give away too much. He does make no, no, don't give it all away. If you give it all away, you have nothing left to sell. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, I asked him about how the crowd was. He said it was good, but he couldn't believe there's a six story building in that town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to say it my story. That's why I was trying because I did hear him say that, uh, something about that, but I knew I had to tell the, some of the history of that building, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, it was called Parsons. Um, and it had, it, it was one that had, uh, you know, uh, uh, a floor strictly for, uh, uh, jewelry had a, a floor strictly for, um, uh, appliances. Uh, they actually opened up at one point, a side store that was only a couple of stories high for, for, a, uh, uh, Furniture and appliances only. They got so big before they finally, years later, many years later, shut down, you know. But, yeah, that was a big-ass building for Ashland, man. And surprisingly enough, uh, surprisingly enough Jeremy, mm -hmm. that's not the tallest building in Ashland. Really? Really. The, right down the street, the next block down, for years, had the tallest building at 11 stories. It was the first, it was the second, it was the third. Now, I'm getting wrong on my history here. It was, I know it was at least the third, uh, you know, National Bank. Then it was Community Trust Bank. And it had the, um, when you look at old time stuff, and again, I'm giving away my age, they had one of those, um, you know, clocks and um, uh Time and temperature outside of it, you know, on the building uh, when I was a kid. And it finally went digital somewhere in the 70s. <laughs> you know, I'm sure those pictures are out there. And they're probably at the museum if I'd have went downstairs and looked. But uh, that store, that building had 11 stories. And then um, I'm going to get this wrong, probably late 70s. It could be early 80s. But I think finally the Sky Tower went in um, down here off of 13th Street, which is kind of, kind of, uh, you know, 
about two or three blocks over from the exact downtown area, and I think it's 14 stories high. So we've got two two taller buildings than that. Now that, that is the uh, uh, I know the old bank building is 11, Sky Tower is 14, and I don't know uh, the old Parsons building probably at at six stories there um, because they tore Sears down and they tore pennies down pennies didn't have very many high floors but the uh, sears might have had five stories they might have been the one they might have been one under parsons um if i'm not mistaken so uh yeah yeah he is a six-story building in a town he was in lower ashland <laughs> yeah yeah so when we uh you know i tried to get him I don't know. We get maybe six or six or eight minutes with him, and I tried not to keep him tied up too long. You know, as soon as right, as soon right. as the conversation seemed like it was kind of kind of stalling out, not even stalling out. As soon as the conversation was kind of just done, and I didn't really have any more questions besides going, "Hey, hey, remember that time you wrestled Tully?" Right. It was, yeah. Before I could start. Well, here that's out. what I was going. What I tell you on my end, I could tell that it was winding down, um, and I, and I'll tell you how I knew that. Because he has been a professional and he has been personal, and um, and I could just I could see it, hear it in his eyes, and, and hear it in his voice. He 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 wound it down. Um, and man, I'm gonna tell you, uh, I couldn't tell you how many people told me how much of a gentleman he was, how kind he was, how professional he was, and um, and and man, I think you're going to hear that in the interview, uh, like I said, from what I could hear on my end of it, you know, um, and so, uh, Jeremy, you probably had the line of the day um, <laughs> after we got off, and I, I want you to go ahead and surprise, you know, tell the fans, but uh, what, what what did you say once I got back on? I think I said something like, surprise, motherfucker, or something like, I don't know what I said, because I, I, I so jacked, but you said something that cracked me up. What did you say? I'm trying uh, to remember exactly what it was, because... I, I can't remember. I, I don't care if you know who else we get or whatever. Magnum's on no. the show. Or, are, is that what you're talking about? Or did I say you said about something about it? I don't something about it. I don't care who whoever podcast out there. I don't really give a fuck about any of you anymore. We, we got Magnum on ours or no, something that was, like yeah, that. Kiss my ass. We got Magnum you, on ours. Yeah, yeah, something like that. It was. But but what I was going to say is, and I was I was going to open up with this, but I knew we'd get to it eventually because I didn't want to get the the whole thing is is. That's just another reason, wrestling fans, to be listening to the Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast. Because by God, we had Magnum TA on our podcast, man. Um, you know, in addition to everyone else um, at this wonderful fucking wrestling convention. Uh, uh, you know that we that I got to go to and that you are good to hear about. Believe me, we haven't given anything away about everyone we spoke about, and I'm probably we probably left off someone. Professor, going to take a week to edit this thing down, uh, but um, uh, you know that's just the way it goes. Uh, uh, so when this thing drops on this Tuesday, um, be prepared for the following Tuesday as well to hear some stories. Uh, uh, you know from that. Uh, Jeremy, I, I, is there anything else there? Because I, I do have something else I want to bring up about yesterday uh, without just rambling on about yesterday. Uh, um, is there anything else yeah, uh, one, one, you wanted to say? Well, there was one fun thing. It was I think it was with Earl, and somehow we were talking about comic book shit for a minute, and then Flash uh-huh. Gordon came up. And I didn't know this, but Sam Jones, uh, who did the 1980s Flash Gordon, had been in the Time Warp. 
as a uh, uh-huh. you know, as a celebrity there. And I have actually interviewed Sam Jones at a convention before. Uh, matter of fact, gave him a copy of a comic book that he then later met the creator of the comic book and they discussed. But um, we were talking about that, and I said something about, uh, oh, when you went to dinner, did he have salmon? And because <laughs> um, the one thing I noted from talking to Sam the time I talked to him, it sounds like all he eats is salmon. And, yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, and it seems like he was a little disappointed in the uh, Ashland, <laughs> Kentucky uh, dining situation. Yeah. Well, first of all, you don't want to eat anything out of this Ohio River over here. <laughs> they catch some big-ass catfish and carp in it, but I tell you, you wouldn't want to eat fish out of this damn thing because they're uh, laced from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati all the way down to the Mississippi with fucking, you know, factory and, and industry uh, pollution. Um, anyway, uh, no, it's a beautiful river. Um, somewhere down through there. <laughs> anyway, no, I was gonna. I'm gonna actually try to go get me a nice piece of salmon tonight. Our local Kroger's does have fresh uh, seafood in. Uh, it's I, I just whatever reason. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna have some because I had someone shipped me some frozen uh, fish from. Um, uh, Omaha steaks of all places oh. a few weeks back, and I had some delicious Maui Maui. A couple. Had some steak in it, of course, but also I had a couple pieces of white fin tuna or yellow fin tuna and some salmon. So I may have that, but yeah, I think that um, I don't know where they went to eat. And I almost, most positive the day that he was in for that might have been the day um, I was at another show, either Backley or somewhere else. And and I, I knew that you liked that guy, uh, the Flash. Uh, so I, I when he, I could hear his part of it saying something about salmon because I couldn't hear the question, but he was saying something about country boys eating greasy food or something. So I knew you kind of took it that way. No, uh, the other thing I was going to tell you is, and I think, and I hope they do this again, guys, um, if, if you have a local, if, if you're listening to this program, more likely you're a damn wrestling person or a convention person or both, go out and support those things. Let me tell you, the fans, you know, we couldn't have done this thing yesterday without the fans. And I hope, that, and it's none of my business, but I hope they made a bunch of money and I hope they do another one because they're already in talks about doing one. This one was in talks for over two and a half years, I think, as, as you'll find out. From everything I know, because um, I had been asked and COVID come and, you know, I I was just glad to be a part of it, man. But uh, uh, Earl, we we tried to get it to get you out here uh, for the big deal over in Beckley. Um, that didn't work out. That's OK. Uh, talking to Earl the last couple of weeks and, you know, we, we, we did some time warp uh, uh, sponsored our podcast and we appreciate their sponsorship in the past for the past month or so. Um I think Earl's pretty sincere and um, want you to come out here if we do another one. And um, you and I spoke for a few minutes last night off, you know, I just, we text and I said, Hey, you know, got a couple ideas run by you. I, I, you know, hopefully Jeremy, we'll get you out here um, uh, to be a part of this and, you can be a part of the, uh, the the WrestleCon part, but also we can get together and, and you can do it live remote or however we can figure it out by that time, you know. Yeah. Um, with that said, where I was going with that at, because I know you would have a good time, I think you would have probably left. The way our table were set up, I was facing uh, collar and elbow, like I said. That's my gimmick. But to the left, we had up the computers. So when I sit that direction, I'm directly across from the time warp. I think if you their, – their selection, they had several seg- uh, uh, areas blocked off for theirs. They were, you know, big vendor because they, they sponsored the motherfucker, you know? Yeah. If you'd have said at the computer, I think if the computer or the interview – 
Maybe other than Magnum or Bobby Fulton or one of those beautiful girls I had on there. And believe me, the girls I had on there were very beautiful. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that uh, because they were kind enough to be on there. Um, I don't think the distraction would have been any of that. I think you would have got up and went over there and stood and went through the time warp stuff. I saw people going through baseball cards, wrestling cards, football cards, magazines, comic books, and I said, that's where you would have been at, okay? A good uh, chance, toys and all that. You would have you'd have stayed there, I think. So in addition to you coming and having a good time hosting, um, I tell you, I had this on my mind yesterday, um, and you can tell them where they can find this at. Um, I... I pulled it up. I sent it to you. You said check your Twitter, and I forgot that. But um, text, man. Text oh, yeah. Johnson would have loved this. And I wanted to bring that up just because of this time of year. Um, that's when some things started happening a couple years ago. And, um, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting him up there at the Madison, West Virginia show. We just had missed each other a few months before that uh, at, a, at a Bobby Fulton uh, had a fan fest uh, up in Ohio. And, and Tex got there after I was leaving. We just kind of passed each other. I had to leave early that day. But anyway, nonetheless, our good friend, the late, beloved uh, Tex Johnson, I'm not trying to bring the show down. I just wanted to bring it up for a reason because um, uh, he would have loved being there yesterday as a fan, uh, taking pictures and trying to get uh, – he's got a, a couple of bumpers out there. Uh, he had Ron Fuller do a bumper. Uh, Jimmy Valiant done a couple. Um, and um, uh, uh, we still Foley. got uh, – Mick Foley. I was going to say Mick Foley went, and I still run out from time to time. Yeah. But what I sent you was – the free bird rule. So uh, you tell so you put that back on Twitter. Is that how you did that? Well, what I did was I actually uploaded it as an episode. Okay, uh, thank a, you. A bonus episode to the podcast, and I sent it to you like that. I I may have I may have tagged it to a visual as well, but I don't seem to have that in front of me. Okay, uh, but what it is is uh, text did a skit of him. <laughs> Yes. Of him running into Mick Foley and other people in the boiler room at Bell to Bell Towers. Yes. And, and then announcing the, the free word rule and who wins. Um, Tex would occasionally send us weird little skits that he'd do. Yeah. And, and sometimes they, they'd hit just that one was that one was good. It was funny. You know, other yeah. times he'd send shit where I'd call you and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> well, what I was getting at is this: you, the belt. He had. He would always say, uh, "Down in the boiler room at the at the uh, bell to bell uh, towers." And I always thought of this building, the the sky tower I mentioned, because it's the tallest building in Ashland. Okay, okay, that's the one that kind of come to mind. Like you know, there's. There's no twin towers here, but we got the, you know, I got the sky towers, 14 stories, as I mentioned. I always thought of Tex being in a boiler room at, okay? Okay. But now that I went to Parsons yesterday and hearing the comments of Magnum about being on a sixth floor in a, in a you know, in a building in downtown Ashland uh, or a size, size, city of this size or whatever uh, with that many people in it, again, thank you, wrestling fans, for coming out. I'm starting to picture Tex being in a boiler room of that building from now on. 
because uh, I know what a big Magnum TA fan he was. Uh, uh, Bobby Fortin, I know you met Bobby and knew he was a fan of his. I know uh, uh, Jody Hamilton was like his all-time favorite, the assassin. But um, still, just it was just that memory. And I wondered, uh, when I pulled it, I went back looking for a couple different things, and I pulled up the Freebird rule, and I listened to it, and I said, man, I'm going to send it to Jeremy and see what you could do with it. I couldn't get it to send it to my Twitter, so you took it. That's right. You put it as a bonus episode. Uh, so go back and give it a listen. What is it, about four or five minutes at the most? Yeah, right about four and a half, I think. It's really funny, man. Um, so I'll give you something to do uh, this week once you finish this podcast. Up, Go back and listen to to Tex, our good friend, uh, talking about that. Um Anyway, it probably wraps us up, Jeremy, other than probably a, getting a cheap book plug in here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go ahead. Plug your yeah. books. Um, I sold a couple books yesterday. Um, I think I sold two copies of each book, and I was very pleased with that because uh, I love getting my book out there. And um, if you'd like a copy of my book, what you can do is this. Go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 and that will take you to pin me, pay me, have boost will travel and that was my very first book and uh, a gentleman come to my table yesterday and he said hey I want one of your books, what, what do you suggest and I said I suggest pin me, pay me because that's the first one and he actually had his hand on it and he said I'll take it sir and um, signed it for him, personalized it and all that so that's pretty cool um, if you go to com slash blaze book two that would take you to i kicked out on two the educational wrestler and i had a lady come up to me and she picked the book up and she handed it to this young person i'm gonna say it was about 25 years old and she goes this is the one you don't have and this guy was all excited all excited and uh, she said he read your other book in one day and uh I said, okay, that's pretty damn awesome. Thank you. And he wants this one here. And I said, all right. And um, asked his name. She told me, and I signed it to him, and uh, that was all good, too. So, again, uh, that that's the two I, I, I recalled. The first one I sold of each one, like I said, I was lucky enough to sell a couple. But anyway... Go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 and get a copy of Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost with Travel, or go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2 and get a copy of I Kicked Out on Two, The Educational Wrestler. And there's your cheap book plugs. Thank you. Um, well, there we go. That, that, that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that, that seemed like a fun show. Seems like they drew a good crowd. Of course, yep. you know, they do this again. I'm going to try to get out there. Um, I yep. just need to know a little, little earlier in the year when it's going to be, um, what was the other thing here? Let's see. Uh, well, you know what? I think anything else I have to say about it, we can save for the episode with the actual sound clips <clears throat> yes. from the show. Uh, mm -hmm. besides, you know, again, we had Magnum on, so, you know, we all can kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must say this, uh, a lady come up to me yesterday, um, and I just had turned around from the computer, sat back down at my table, was kind of just putting some things in order there. And this lady walked up the table and she goes, man. I just want you to know that was awesome. I looked around, and one of my friends was sitting behind me. Uh, he and I had been speaking a little bit, and uh, I mentioned him on the air. Um, uh, he had just come over and sat with the front old promoter I knew. And uh, anyway, I said, what, what was that, honey? What are you talking about? She goes, you just was on that uh, headphone set, man. 
and you had the coolest uh, voice. Uh, you got. I had to turn back around and say, who is that over there talking? And I said, well, thank you, thank you. And what it was, and I'm getting ready for it, Jeremy, hear what I said. As I did yesterday, I said, man, you know, from Bluegrass Wrestling Con, this is Bobby Blaze on a Bell to Bell podcast. See you at the matches, wrestling fans. And I guess I got over loud on that, man, because I guess a few people, you know, didn't realize, you know, oh, he's finishing up a podcast or talking. Anyway, she come over and put that over big time. Awesome. So that's about my last one thing I want to say is uh, we'll see you at the wrestling cons or we'll see you at the wrestling matches, fans, you know. And uh, as you know, I, I think I took the uh, kind of a little bit of Bob Cottle with that along with some Gordon Sully and also probably a little bit of uh, Bill Apter, you know. Oh, yeah. And they all kind of had those closings of, you know, see you at the, see you at the matches, fans, you know, something yeah. like that. Uh, especially. But, Bob uh, Coddle. That, that really reminds yeah. me of Bob Coddle. But, um, that's we, we talked about. That's where I got it from originally. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know that. Which, of course, you know, I went and watched a bunch of Mid-Atlantic matches with Magnum. I, I'd forgotten or I didn't realize that they had done him squash match after squash match for several weeks going after the U.S. title. Uh, oh. Because he was pinning people within four seconds, you know. Do you, do you, let me ask you this, and it's fresh in your mind. It's not a trick question. Yeah. Do you, did you see what he was pinning them with? The, belly the to move. belly. There he was. Thank you. Belly to belly, but they were calling it a body to body. Yeah. Well, I had just, and I knew Magnum was coming, but I didn't do it for this reason. Um, I have a student that that really wanted to learn this the right way, and I had went back and pulled up some of those matches where he done some squashes, and there's actually a, a deal where he's doing about four different guys over and over in the belly and belly on a on a older podcast or or brought you know production or something somewhere to someone done. Um, and I went back to school and I, of course I know how to do a belly to belly. I said, but let me, let's do this. And I showed them both ways, how to put an arm under and a way over. And of course I'm not getting there and able to do that. But I said, here, here's, here's how you do it. You know? And, uh, this person ran with it. And the other day at training, they, they nailed it a couple of times, like, Whoa, that looked good. And so I have to say it's because I went back and done some homework and looked up belly to belly suplex. And of course I went to the man himself. Magnum. Mm-hmm. And like you said, we had him on our podcast, by God. <laughs> so uh, look forward to that next week, yeah. wrestling fans. <laughs> well, you know, Bobby, I think yeah. uh, I think we've got, gone and done about what we can yes. here as far as a wrap up episode. Uh, cool. Did we miss anything that you did want to bring up or, you know? Uh, no, I hope I just didn't leave anyone out. And again, I want to thank the Time Warp at FTC Wrestling. And I want to thank you, Professor, for being uh, on call, on standby yesterday. Uh, I, it seemed like it ended up being fun for both of us. Oh, yeah. uh, and I know you had to put a little bit of work into it, but thank you so much. And um, that, you know, make sure, I just want you to know, that's why I sent you that text before we even spoke. Now. I appreciate what you've done yesterday as well because you're the big part of that as you know so thank you yep the only the only part that was kind of worrisome was when i was taking a leak one time and you're like hey we're, we're coming back on and i'm like no don't don't <laughs> well i try to give you enough time to if people would get pulled away and like i said i'd see someone coming and they just get ready to get on then they'd get sidetracked you know so it, it all worked out though oh yeah so very um, good. Yeah. Cause um, let's see here, you know, between I would, I would just like step away from a minute sometimes and there'd be nothing. 
Yeah. And another time it's like, oh, I just stand up and walk away and already my phone's buzzing. I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but there was a lot of people there and it really was hit and miss, you know. Um, I'd have people at my table for a few minutes and then I'd like, oh, can you get on the air? And they'd be like, yeah. And, you know, it was just one, it really was just uh, one of those things like, uh, three people in a row and then no one for about, you know, I said, well, I'll be back to you in about five or 10 minutes, you know? So, um, but it was, it was all good, man. All good. So, well, yeah, I, good deal. I don't know that I'm going to do it. Uh, but I've been eyeballing a portable podcast studio here lately. Uh, they're about five or 600 bucks. And it's one that has four microphone slots. You can record right there. It's got a soundboard so you can like dump music and, and jingles and stuff in right there. <clears throat> you don't have to run from a computer. You can just do everything with this. I've been eyeballing it for the last month. Uh, if, if I do get it, that would be the perfect setup to go and do from a show, you know? Absolutely, man. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. Well, we'll see what can happen on that, man. Cause, uh, maybe, you know, more and more of these things, like you said, they'll, maybe they'll do more, you know, that's what we're hoping for. Yep. So, uh, Hey, we all right, to, my man, talk to call and elbow. Maybe they should sponsor us for, a <laughs> I, I know a lot of people that I saw yesterday are also going to wrestle Cade. I'm not going to wrestle Cade this year, um, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, but next year I may be going to that, uh, and hopefully working out something with uh, collar elbow, FTC, or both, uh, depending. But, uh, yeah, I'm leaving that option open. It's a little bit far away because the the this one this year is this month, yeah, at the end of this month, the day after Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah. yeah, there there are other conventions besides the Bluegrass Wrestling Con that, you know, we could possibly uh, get involved with, with collar and elbow, with FTC or Time Warp or someone, you know, um, to, to do our podcast from. So we'll see. Oh, yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Well, Bobby, I think we'll yeah. go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, Sounds good. Next week, we'll probably we'll probably want to record like a, an intro and an outro for the show. But otherwise, we uh, we will just go with sound clips that we recorded yesterday. Um, it was a good time. I hope, I'm, I'm glad everybody had a lot of fun. It sounded like a blast. Um, I think for now, I'm going to sign off. So for the late Tex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent and a guy that Bobby Fulton really put over yesterday. Uh, you know, double B Bobby Blaze. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>